All right. So as we wrap up the year, we're looking back at some episodes that were incredibly impactful to so many, had really great listener numbers. And one of those is Jill Kirsch. She did an episode specifically on just the power of gratitude and uh, really talking about, you know, focusing on what we have and not what's missing is one of her key points and the truth you can act on from that episode. And it's just so timely for right now. We thought it'd be a great throwback as we're in the holiday season and wrapping up a really challenging year. So we hope you enjoy this re-listen. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Nikki back with another episode of Gut Plus Science Healthcare, and it ties right into our partner on this show, Wambi, and the shared belief that gratitude is the foundational element to great patient and family experience and employees finding meaning in their work or their engagement levels being higher, particularly for healthcare workers. Jill Kirsch is convicted to help more people live in gratitude and lead with gratitude. And she's going to inspire, teach, and give us some warm and fuzzies on this episode. I'm looking forward to sharing her with you. All right. I'm excited to be here with Jill Kirsch today. Jill's fire comes from gratitude and equipping others to thrive from their own authentic connection to it. We're going to talk about leading from a core of gratitude on this episode. She's got some powerful thoughts to share. So Jill, welcome. I want to kick off and I want to have you talk about the power of leading with gratitude to transform organizational culture. Well, thank you, Nikki. It is such a pleasure to be on your show and to help people find the, the joy and success that emanates from a place of true gratitude. So thank you. It's, it's my intention to help many. When you talk about leading with gratitude and transforming organizations, you know, there are so many positive things that come out of it. When you have a leader that's grounded in gratitude, they're focusing on what they have instead of what is missing. They make each employee feel seen and heard and appreciated, which leads to increased morale and decreased turnover. Very important for organizations. They increase team effectiveness. Each you know, person on the team has a sense of self-worth and belonging to something bigger, which leads to strong you know, teams and a feeling of purpose and a culture of cooperation, which is so important in organizations. Gratitude increases motivation and it unlocks that full potential of individual members. And when each member is unlocked their full potential, the team is unstoppable. Leaders, they succeed more because they have the support and they have the dedication of those that are working for them when those employees feel appreciated. Um, there's a spirit of gratitude, of recognition of those that make up your organization. There's feelings of being appreciated and each individual contributing to the success which leads to increased momentum. You know, I remember hearing that creating a culture of gratitude can superpower an organization. And I think that's really neat. There's so many organizations that are surviving, but you want to actually thrive. You want to be that superpower. And honestly, I think gratitude is one of the quickest ways to get there. Because when a leader or multiple leaders within an organization create a culture of gratitude, they're creating happy and engaged employees. It encourages individuals to work outside their daily roles, to do that little extra that makes the company truly thrive. It empowers individuals to be more creative 
It creates a web of strong relationships, which leads to, again, employee retention and ultimately more success for the organization. You know, a lot of people think that when we talk about cultures of gratitude at work, that's sort of a touchy-feely, nice thing to have. I encourage them to really think again, because there are so many studies out there on the benefits of gratitude that suggest it's not touchy-feely. It's actually great for our health. When employees feel appreciated, they sleep better. They actually, you know, miss work less because they're healthier. They have stress reduction. They have higher productivity. They have greater job satisfaction. There's more employee retention. There is so many ways that a company will benefit. And, you know, when you go back and look at studies, even from the American Psychological Association, talks about that half the people that are looking for work within three or five years of a company, being with a company, it's because they feel unappreciated, they're undervalued. So there is tremendous power in creating that culture of gratitude in the workplace. So I, I encourage everybody to really dig deeper, maybe step outside of their comfort zone to increase gratitude and thus boost performance and you know, encourage employee retention, engagement. It is so powerful for an organization when a team feels they work together and they feel a feeling of fulfillment in being there. When you as a leader are expressing that gratitude, it's important that you do it in a timely manner. It's important that you do it from a place of complete authenticity and that you connect to the things that are meaningful for that employee. And we can get into that further, but that is realizing what really is at the core of that employee, what makes them tick. I love all of that. <laughs> Thank you. So it's important to be genuine and specific. When I, I saw a quote recently that stuck with me and it said, gratitude is one of the most misunderstood and misapplied skills in business. When it is genuine and specific, it is the easiest, fastest, and cheapest way that managers can, can boost performance and employee engagement. And I think that's true. This is something that's easy and it's fast and it leads to incredible results. It's a matter of choice. So the organization and the leader has to start from you know, top down showing gratitude. And then it honestly, it becomes contagious. And everyone under them starts expressing heartfelt gratitude and the team comes together. And it really has an incredible, incredible impact. I love that you said gratitude in leadership or in workplace culture isn't a nice to have or an extra, but a real intentional focus. So let's think about a great leader and dissect that person for me for a second, specifically around what is at the core of a leader who lives gratitude? When you are living gratitude, that leader has the ability to choose a perspective and choose is key here, choose a perspective that leads to joy and fulfillment and success for both themselves and everyone around them. So this impacts both their personal and their professional lives. As a coach, I believe they are absolutely interconnected. I have trouble when people try to distinguish them. Last year I was working with a VP for iHeartMedia and he came for business reasons. And within a month he said, you know what, Joe, I've got to tell you, I have never been closer to my spouse or my child. You know, that didn't come in as being his sole purpose when he hired me, but that's what happens. When you start incorporating gratitude into your life, 
you find ways to make everybody in your life feel important and you choose it. As a coach, I want people to choose their actions, their attitudes. You know, it is so important to make that choice. And I tell, you know, clients all the time, if you want to stay home and eat bonbons all day because you need that day to recharge your batteries, just choose it and don't beat yourself up. So the key to me is they have this ability to choose a perspective. In coaching, I help them look at various perspectives and then choose the one they choose. And of course, I never tell them what they should choose. The one that leads to that more positivity. At the core of them is success. These leaders have the ability to increase their success and those around the success of those around them. They can see a gift in every negative situation with their perspective of gratitude turned on and zoned in. Um, This often leads employees to flourish in the worst of times. So it might be that you're dealing with a challenging pandemic, as we are right now with coronavirus. It might be that um, your business has just plummeted in an area. A leader that leads with gratitude, instead of thinking, woe is me in that situation, which the team follows, they are feeling, by the way, they have that ability to go, gosh, what is the gift in this experience? How can we come out stronger and better than we ever have? And when they start doing that, they start a conversation with their team that leads to brainstorming and creativity that actually the company comes out stronger and better than if the mishap hadn't happened. They choose to learn from their from every experience, as, as I was just saying with that example. They find the good in their employees. So by seeing the gifts in their employees, and expressing them, they motivate others to succeed. This is key. They have daily gratitude practices or exercises, and I can suggest multiple ones at the end. MJ Ryan, and I I love her book, but MJ Ryan talks about gratitude practices, and she did some interesting research. She found that people that have these gratitude practices daily, so those those core leaders, have 100% of people feeling more joy around them. 84% felt reduced stress and depression. 80% experienced more energy and they were able to create optimism. So think about with those numbers, the power that these leaders create around them. Gratitude births love and joy and compassion and hope. So the leaders that are leading with a core of gratitude birth all those important things around them in their personal and their professional lives. They feel more connected. Gratitude instantly connects you to everything else. So when they're leading from gratitude, they're more connected to their employees, their friends, their families. They're very connected to their missions and their life purpose, the purpose of the company. It becomes contagious. People are pulled in with that because it's genuine. It has to be genuine. They connect as a coach. I know we are most effective when our mind, our body, and our heart are all going in the same direction. So a leader that's coming from gratitude, it's so genuine that they think positive thoughts. They feel them. That's the heart part. The feeling is a contagious part. They don't just say them and they show them. So the, you know, the heart, the body and the mind are all going there. Your actions, your thoughts, everything is coming together. And when you have that kind of congruence, you have an incredibly effective leader that leads from a place of gratitude. It's within them and it becomes contagious everybody around them. Solid. It's just making me think about how amazing this episode and this content is to really infuse that just joy-filled 
just fulfillment of like love and appreciation at work. It's just, it's awesome. I, I'm really excited that you're here. Let's get tactical. How do you coach a leader to make the shift to the habit of gratitude? Like talk about the steps. Okay. When you are truly, and I, I truly feeling pure gratitude and appreciation, Nikki, you cannot feel negative feelings simultaneously. You can't. So I'm talking about sometimes leaders will come in there like, but I'm thinking these positive things. And I say, no, we actually have to create that wave of gratitude. So if you're in a place or a leader is in a place where they're feeling negative, one of the first things I'd ask them to do is think back to a few of their peak life experiences where they were experiencing overwhelming joy when they felt like they were most alive. So I asked them to close their eyes. If there's someone listening to this, it's at that point, please close your eyes and, and think back to those one or two or three peak life experiences and, and let that feeling, that joy wash over you. Who were you being then? Who were you with? You know, focus on the memory. What were the sense? What were the feelings? And as you focus on that memory, truly focus on it, a wave of pure gratitude is going to wash over those negative thoughts. They just can't live simultaneously. It's not that their circumstances changed that were leading to the negative thoughts, but it's how they view them, how they see them changes. Gratitude is like a, a flashlight. And I heard this example in a book called Attitudes of Gratitude, and it just stuck with me. If you go out in your yard at night and you turn on a flashlight, you suddenly see what's there. By the way, it was always there. You just couldn't see it in the dark. Gratitude lights up what's already there. And because you can see it, you no longer take it for granted. So it creates thankfulness and happiness and joy. So you can use your flashlight no matter, you know, if you're in the light of day or in the darkness of night. And, and whatever circumstances are going, you're going through, you find a way to see them literally in a different light. There's always, always something to be grateful for. I remind, you know, these leaders to take a moment to laugh, to breathe, to appreciate what, you know, and focus on what they have. So when they're in those negative thoughts, the leader is focusing on what's missing. Oftentimes they're comparison, using comparison, which avoid comparison. Comparison kills gratitude quicker than anything else. That's something else I train people is, you know, do not compare, focus on what you do have. If you are, gosh, at the front line right now, dealing with all the illness that is taking place with coronavirus. And by the way, I have unending gratitude for our doctors and our nurses that are, that are helping. Matter of fact, I start my day off by waking up in the middle of this pandemic. And I know so many people wake up and they're frustrated that they have to stay home. I wake up and I say, oh my God, I'm, I'm healthy. And the first thing I do is I say a prayer for all those that are having trouble breathing right now. And for all those that are in the front line, making people healthier. And I always ask God in the beginning of the day, what is something that I can do to help others? And I think when we start coming from those places where we're asking things like that and we're saying prayers and we're coming from appreciation to very to start our days with intention, we instantly get to a better place. 
So sometimes it takes a minute or two, but start your day with intention. Start a meeting with intention. So maybe, you know, five minutes before the intention, before the meeting starts, be positive. Think about what are the employees that are coming in going through? What can you do to motivate them? If you can't completely get rid of those negative thoughts, don't be too hard on yourself. It takes a little training. If you can't completely get to that point, you can reduce the feelings by consciously choosing to turn down the volume on the negative thoughts. Sometimes, you know, I have employees that literally picture like a dial and they see themselves turning down the volume. Maybe they name the negative thoughts, um, negative Nancy or whoever. Maybe they have an association with a terrible name and they name it that. And they go, oh, there's negative Nancy again. You know what? I'm going to put her in a box. I'm going to turn down the volume. Another thing that helps get rid of negative thoughts, and Tony Robbins talks about this, is if you're going through something difficult, what are the seeds of learning in it? And as soon as you start thinking about what you are learning from the experience, you instantly start moving into a place of gratitude. Because again, you're focused on what you have and what you're getting rather than what's lacking. And then it's a challenge, you know, focus on what's right. Is it I'm healthy or if you're not healthy right now, but you have your family supporting you? And this is a crazy question, but ask yourself, and crazy because a lot of times it's the last thing that comes to people's mind, but how can I make this more fun? And fun is not the word that usually shows up when something is really difficult, but there's always a way to make it more fun. And when you focus on what's more fun, you laugh, you breathe, you get closer to remembering those peak life experiences. And when you feel the gratitude that comes with those peak life experiences. And God, I hope you make peak ones every day, every one of your listeners. As you come to that point of full gratitude, everything negative cannot live at the same time in your mind and in your heart. Preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. I'm totally stealing the flashlight analogy, by the way. Like I can promise you right now, I'm using it at least five times this week. So <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. It comes from this gratitude, gratitude. And I, the minute I read it, I'm like, oh, literally a flashlight went off for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jill, share a story of a leader that you know that has influenced gratitude throughout their team. There is a large regional accounting firm that I've worked with probably about five years at this point here in Atlanta, and they have the ability to really incorporate things that make their employees feel very much appreciated. And it's not necessarily in the way you think where it's a gratitude board or something. It's more in bringing coaching in, investing in their employees, making them feel heard and seen. So one of the exercises we did, and and when I say we, I'm working with the uh, partners, the senior managers, and the managers. So these are all people that they see that are potential to become partners someday. They want to grow these people. By the way, in the five or six years I've worked with them, nobody leaves. So that's one of the huge impacts. Of, the, of their gratitude practices. But what they do is they bring in my coaching skills and we sit down with them. And, and one time we started with something as simple as UR cards. So we put each of their names on the top of a card. And by the way, they, they did it in a way that looked really pretty. I thought that was cute as opposed to my chicken scratch. And, and everybody in that group sits around and says, you know what? Like they might say, you know what, Nikki, you are a phenomenal leader. Nikki, you have the ability to bring out the best in people. You are positive. You are. And what happens is 
each of these employees feel seen and heard. I am told, I think we did this about three or four years ago, most of them still have them on their desk. So it helps them live into who they are. It also creates team bonding. You know, accountants, if you're going to generalize, a lot of times are, they're so intelligent and a lot of times they're not interacting as much. They're busy and they're working hard. This type of training focuses on the type of leader they are. The last one that we did last year, what we did is ahead of time, before I came in, we sent out a questionnaire and asked basically, what are the best things about each of these managers and senior managers and partner? What do you see in them? What are their skill sets? What are their gifts? And let me tell you, when you sit down with a group of accountants and you're able to show them how other people saw them. So before it was a much smaller exercise. This it's big, where it's a, a whole sheet of paper. And before I tell them what people saw them, I ask each of them, what do they, what kind of leader do they want to be? How do they want to be seen? How do they want to be heard? And when you do that, it's interesting. They see actually others see qualities in them that they didn't even see in themselves. And they start to grow into those. And if one or two things that they hope they're exhibiting, others don't recognize, then we talk about ways that they could. And they're not disappointed because they've seen so many positive things. But basically what the the company does is they're investing in them. They're investing in their training. So just by bringing in coaches, by bringing in training, you are saying to your employees, you know what? I appreciate you. One of the key things that this company did and that I recommend to leaders that really want to start using gratitude effectively is they had me come in as a coach and find out the core values of all their top people. And when I talk about the core values in coaching, we're not talking about values as morals at all. These are the core things that make each of your managers, your senior managers, it makes every person the happiest, the most joy-filled, the the most fulfilled. And when a partner or a high-level executive knows what those core values are, they know how to show gratitude. So like, for instance, where a lot of us are familiar with the love languages, there's love languages and gratitude too. If your top executive really values time, take them to lunch him or her to lunch when they've had, you know, great success. If they value learning, they just are curious by nature, send them off to a workshop where they can learn more. If their huge value is family, let them know that when they get this project done, that they can spend, they can leave work three hours early on Friday and go spend it with their family. Maybe you even give them a bonus for this. But basically, when you know those core values, you know how to show gratitude. You know how to interact with them. And that's what this company has done. And equally as important, you know what really triggers negativity. Because the opposite of a core value will trigger someone faster than you can imagine. I don't know if you've ever had the experience, Nikki, where you're working with someone and you think you said something that is just so mundane, but you watch them have a a very negative reaction. When you've done that, you've hit a core value of theirs. And so by this company doing this, having the, the, the training and the coaching in all these areas, they have shown their employees year after year, their top employees, how much their employees matter to them and the gratitude has come back in incredible productivity. It has come back in 
amazing retention. It's come back in stronger bonds than they ever have. You know, many of them, when we started the coaching five, six years ago, really didn't know people in other departments. And now they know and they feel and they work effectively. And that way you share things and you work outside the box and you you work from a place of cooperation. And I, I commend them. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So Jill, uh, this episode has flown by and I've got two things I need to make sure that we pack in here <laughs> because we want it for, for whoever's listening that needs this today. I cannot skip over it. So here's the first one. Can you talk about the journey of releasing unwanted thoughts and feelings through the practice of gratitude? So speak into that person right now that's got the stuff that they're holding on to. Like, what is that process? How can we really coach them to release? When I'm dealing with leaders and just people in general, I always share incredible research that I think changes perspective on gratitude and is important for every individual and leader to know. And that is Brene Brown. We know her from vulnerability, but she is an incredible research. And one of the things she looked into was gratitude. And she interviewed 11,000 people over 12 years. And she saw that Every single person who described themselves as joyful, they all actively practiced gratitude. She went into this research expecting, her hypothesis was that people that are have everything joyful in their life, they then become grateful. And it is the exact opposite, without exception. Again, 11,000 people over 12 years, Brene Brown found that it was the people that have gratitude practices, and we can get into all of those, but had gratitude practices daily, they are the ones that were joyful. So it actually can be people that are poverty stricken. It can be people that everything's going wrong in their lives, but they come from a place of gratitude and have gratitude practices that bring out the joy. So as you know, Brene tells us, we're a nation that's hungry for joy because we're starving from a lack of gratitude. And what I want to do is help everyone that's listening to this, have more joy, have more gratitude, have more happiness. That was a complete layup to the final question. So thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> now, for, for anyone listening, whether they're a leader, you know, aspiring leader, whatever, they just stumbled on the show, share some simple daily gratitude practices that anyone can try. There are so many, but to just give you a few really key ones is to consciously choose your expectations, your intentions for the day. I'm telling people during this pandemic, sit down with your family and say, you know what? We have more time than ever inside. What do we want to do to maximize it? Focus on the positive. Focus on what you can create, especially at holiday times too. Leave notes, love notes of gratitude. Be specific. Thank someone, whether it's an employee or it's your, your spouse, thank someone for something very specific. Create gratitude practices in your home. Maybe it's a gratitude jar. Maybe it's a, a, a dry erase bar where you each write something. In my family, we sit down, and I highly recommend this at Thanksgiving, but you can do it anytime. And we have a circle of love where we sit down and we say to everyone at that table, what we genuinely appreciate about them. And you'd be amazed. This is a long process. It takes like an hour for us, but it is heartfelt and it, and it changes people. Make sure you're telling the people in your life what you specifically appreciate about them. You can even go get dry erase markers like I do when I run my luxury uh, coaching retreats and write on their mirrors. 
write little love notes to people. Meditate. Meditating helps. I have one client, when we talked about gratitude, because she needed it in her life, she's a lawyer with UPS, and she had a great idea that I had not heard. She has Alexa every night at like 11 p.m. or 11.15, whenever she's turning her lights out, say to her, her first name, what were your three favorite parts about today? Which leads me to journaling. I think that you can, so she just says it to herself as she's going to sleep, but Start your day by writing three things that you're grateful for. It just puts your mindset in a great spot. End your day by saying three things that you really appreciated about your day. So even if things went wrong, maybe you had that one great conversation. Maybe you bonded better with an employee. Maybe you helped them grow. It it just focus on what is right. With couples, I recommend leaving a gratitude journal out. It can be just a plain journal. It can be a pad of paper. And you each just write something to the other one. So I have one client, they have such a happy marriage. And what they do is they literally just leave each other notes in this journal. God, I really appreciated this last night. God, I can't wait to see you tonight for this. Um, There's so many things you can do that. Another thing is to use still points to remind yourself to pick, you know, gratitude. So it might be driving in traffic. It might be being at a stoplight. It could be something as simple as you're standing at the microwave. What are three things where you just stand there? What are three things that you appreciate while you're waiting? Sometimes it's writing down the hardest things you've been through and then thinking about the great lessons that came from those circumstances. What taught you? Because honestly, some of our greatest learning comes from our hardest times. Focus on what's right. On what doesn't need healing in your life. Think about who's been your greatest teachers. Leave a trail of happiness. There are so many ways I could go on and on and I of how you can create gratitude with yourself and everyone around you. I, I work with a lot of women that oftentimes are trying to lose weight and they're so hard on their bodies. And I actually recommend, so it can be whether you're when you're driving, I talk about these different still points, or sitting down and actively thanking each part of your body. You know, women a lot of times, oh, I hate my thighs, they're big, you know, whatever. Thank your legs for carrying you to where you are. Thank your heart for beating and making you that warm, loving person who's out there helping so many people, who's listening to this podcast and wanting to grow. My wish for each and everyone listening is to just have absolutely endless joy. And I I support each of your listeners in accomplishing this and surpassing their goals. So please feel free to reach out. I love what I do, which is helping people lead a life and a team that's happier and more successful. And to that end, I'm actually going to offer the first 10 people that reach out a 30-minute complimentary coaching session. Awesome. We'll add that to the show notes too. And can I just tell you, I'm on the other end right here. I'm like, I am so glad. I love mornings. First of all, I'm so glad this is morning because I get to take this the rest of my day and just the rest of the week and just all of this, try to you know, take some new concepts and new ideas, but I'm just fired up. So that's that. So Jill, if you have a podcast that you launch, I'll be your first subscriber. Uh, your next book, you just send it over. I'm going to be a promoter. Like I love everything that you're sharing and I haven't, I have a pretty solid, um, thought that you're going to be back on here. So we're going to take a quick break. This was such a wonderful episode and not episode. And I am very grateful for the time that you've spent with us. We do want to take a quick break. We're going to come back to what we call our lightning round, where we get to ask just a couple questions about you. And we'll make sure that people have your contact information so they can follow up on that great offer. We'll be right back. 
So in our efforts to launch this healthcare sub-series on Gut Plus Science, my why is Wambi. Wambi specializes in serving the industry that needs the most support, love, and gratitude, and that's healthcare. Together with Wambi, we will be building a community of people-first healthcare leaders and influencers to make a big positive impact on patient satisfaction and overall experience of patients and families, and also engagement of the very valuable healthcare workers in this world. So visit Wambi.org to learn more and hit me up. If you want to talk about the cool partnerships we're working on at Wambi, Nikki and I, K-K-I at Wambi, W-A-M-B-I.org. It'll be in the show notes too. And I am so grateful to be part of this team and part of this movement. Many cool things to come. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science. Jill, I am so excited to ask you just a couple of these questions because I want to get to know um, more about you. And I think everybody does. So first of all, I know this is a tough one. What is your favorite book of all time? Or if that's too hard, just pick one book that you'd recommend to our leader listener audience today. There are so many books I love, but anyone who knows me well will instantly tell you my favorite book is Attitudes of Gratitude by M.J. Ryan, Mary Jane Ryan. And it actually includes a lot of the information that was part of this podcast today. I came upon it when I was going through a hard time in life, and it just has that ability to help you turn around. It's an easy read, and I love it. Highly recommend it. What is your favorite vacation spot? You know, it's rather than a spot, there's many. I love to snow ski, so I always enjoy, you know, with great skiing spots. I have to tell you, I think what's neat to me about a vacation is who you're with. So I love leading my coaching luxury uh, Thrive Women's Wellness retreats, and it's it's who you're with. I love family get-togethers. So honestly, for me, it can be on a beach. It can be in the mountains. It's something about getting away and focusing on the people you love and the people you're with and what you're pouring into them. What is your favorite hobby when you're not working? For me, probably jogging and walking. It has the ability, getting up and exercising helps me figure things out and see them in a different light. I never thought that when I had to, and had some air quotes here, take jogging my sophomore year of college at Emory. But honestly, here I am 57 years old and I try to incorporate it into as many days as I can. So it truly became a gift. Jill, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? I'd love to hear from your listeners. I'm so glad to help them with anything they're going through. Um, the best way is to email me. My email address is jill at thrive-unlimited.com. Again, jill, J-I-L-L, at thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, dash, don't forget that dash, unlimited.com. Jill, thank you. Truly, thank you. I am in gratitude for this episode. It was so excellent. Here's my truth you can act on today. Number one, reminder, focus on what you have, not what's missing. Number two, gratitude should not be a thought as like a nice to have or I'll try to get there this week. It should be an intentional effort and a core practice in leadership. Number three, gratitude-focused leaders see the gifts in situations and in people all the time. Number four, start each day in each conversation with intention. And number five, adopt daily rituals or systems for your own gratitude practice. This was awesome. We'll see you next week. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.